0: Help you your girl She broke down and but they won't steal away now. Your girlfriend safe at this noon One gas the other is <laughs> Ah, beautiful.
1: Welcome to the dulcet sounds of the Smart Co. Internet Radio Show.
2: Nooner. Yeah. There it is.
1: Nooner podcast. Hello, Every everyone. Tuesday from 9 to 11 mm. Pacific Time. Yes. I'm a host. My name is Marty.
2: I'm a host. My name is Mickey. Hey,
1: Mickey. Hey, Marty. How you doing?
2: I'm all right. I'm doing good, too. I get to look at myself and ask. But. Oh, Okay. Um no go ahead. Uh, go ahead. No, you it's get to, all right. You get to look at yourself. I get to look at myself in this in this giant mirror behind you yeah. this week. It's so very exciting.
1: We are in uh well, they're in the demolition phase of of uh fixing the kitchen. So if you hear noises,
2: um that's it's, that's yeah. what that is. As you can imagine that would be the noisiest phase of any renovation.
1: Oh oh really? I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not reno uh, I'm mean,
2: sorry, oh. Reno Renault, uh Reno Renault savvy Renault savvy yeah, yeah. as it were. <laughs> Um, well, you, you have yeah. to, I mean, I don't actually know either, but you know, demolition, it's going to make some sounds. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: but anyhow, hopefully Steve can join us later. He has uh, a bout of food poisoning from a restaurant I took him to. <laughs> uh, I did not deliberately poison him, though there are times when I wish I could. Right. Um, and uh, Cassandra had uh, other plans
2: today. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah. So it's just me. And the Mick. Just us, just yeah. a, a regular old two-hander. Uh, that's like a t- another thing that you call a movie that's got two main stars. I think that's a thing. Uh, oh, don't okay. look at me like I I'm don't think
1: it's a movie that you're talking about. I think it's like a porno.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I was thinking like it could be like a cop show. You know, like Mickey and Marty, they're cops. Two-hander. Um, there you uh, go. So.
1: Moving on. Uh, <laughs> there are two cops who jack each other off <laughs> nonstop for 90 minutes. Did we mention they're cops? We're, they, but they like, they're like they like jacking each other off but solving a crime while they're doing it. Yeah. Uh, if you want to join in on the conversation live, we are on the um, Nooner Podcast on Twitter. There's NoonerPodcast.tumblr.com. Thank you, Tyson and Darren, for running that. We have some... Uh, sound issues I really don't know what it is this, it's a software issue on my part but there are no settings for me to control the volume on uh, the the, uh, the stream so um, I'm gonna see how what I can do about that later um, and I'm just gonna shout in the meantime yeah. yeah
2: yeah this is me yelling at the top of my lungs
1: let it all out mm-hmm. uh, so today the Senate is voting on the health care bill the Obama Obamacare repeal uh and it might be replaced it might not we don't know right. um do you like and and they're you know John McCain, who just had brain surgery last week or the week before, is flying in just for this vote, and the thing is that the Senate they don't know what they're voting on yet hmm. and uh it's you know it's kind of crazy because they don't know what they're voting on. But there are things that they could do to to fix Obamacare. You know, Obamacare right now it's it's a it's providing a lot of insurance for uh, people who didn't have it before, um, but uh, the the healthcare costs are still very high, and and it, a lot of um, uh, insurance companies are opting out of it. Uh, but they there are things that they could do to make it more robust, but they're not because taxes uh the wealthy Hmm. and it is also i think trump is mostly against it because it doesn't have his name on it you know Uh, if they called it you know trump care i'm sure he would be more amenable to to,
2: that's that's interesting because i mean obamacare was the nickname that that right-wingers gave to obama's health care plan right right because they didn't
1: want any they wanted him to be like the albatross around his neck Right, right right
2: But uh, the albatross around
1: his neck? Oh yeah, that's like a you know that's a uh, that. Uh,
2: I believe you. I'm just
1: I've never heard it before. That's cool. oh yeah, it's a, you know like a burden. You know yeah. It's a, okay. It's a, um,
2: was that like a style in like ancient times? Maybe people would wear like they'd be like, check out this albatross. Some people would have like a pelican, any uh, kind of
1: seabird. No, it refers to a poem. It's oh. like um, um, yeah, it's a Coleridge poem, the rhyme of the ancient mariner. Oh, sure. Yeah. I've heard. I've 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 read that, actually. <laughs> yeah. And oh, so uh, it's about a sailor who shoots an albatross, which I guess is a sign of good luck. And then as um, a penance or a, as punishment, he's forced to wear it around his neck. Mm. And it's a, you know, it's a right. constant reminder of, of uh, and that's what they wanted Obamacare to be. But, you know, it's helped tens of millions of people. So uh, it's certainly not a perfect bill, Um uh, but rather than uh fix it and and you know Trump really wants his own right. brand you know and i think he if if this legislation had come you know from the democrats or from wherever same thing he would have probably said trump care is
2: great you know right well yeah and it's 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 one of those things where Excuse me. They're kind of. It seems like they're realizing more and more how hard it is to take healthcare away from a giant swath of people all at once. Right. Because,
1: yeah, and and you know I think we've gone through a lot of these things before, but you know there's parts of the the pricing scheme that are not great with uh, Obamacare. Um, but the big thing is like, how do you reduce medical costs? Mm. You know, reducing the price of prescription drugs, changing. You know, how uh, anyway, we've gone through that all before and sure. we don't need to go through that again. Uh, but there are things that that could be done um, tort reform and they're just not being addressed. And it's a, it's uh, a shame. But this is also an opportunity because, you know, Trump has gone has not fulfilled any of his promises and one of his promises is healthcare is going to be so easy and so cheap and everybody's going to be covered which is essentially saying universal healthcare, right but not right in not in so many words not in a way that sounds so damn socialist right exactly and you know he talked about uh going against wall street and draining the swamp and and hasn't delivered on any of those things right so the it's a good opportunity for the Democrats who right now, fift- over half of the country, they don't know what the Democrats stand for. They just think that they're anti-Trump.
2: Yeah, I saw that.
1: Yeah, and so it's a good moment for them to redefine themselves, and sure enough, Chuck Schumer, the, the head of the Senate, uh, gathered a bunch of prominent legislators yesterday in some sunny you know, press conference speech area, mm-hmm. and they uh, held their new... Um, the the new sort of uh, democratic uh, uh reformation which is the the new slogan is a better deal okay yeah. now what what does that say to you as a as a person who's very you know somewhat knowledgeable about politics but right, not, right not not thank you for qualifying for not me. as wonky and dopey right. as me uh like you know do, like stupidly obsessed with it but but not really that knowledgeable but somewhat obsessed <laughs> with it <laughs>
2: kind of stupid but okay i guess yeah um, um, what is that what does that make you think of not much honestly i guess it's it still feels like it's just opposing trump to me i don't know if that's like the general consensus i haven't seen much but like it just feels like the if the problem is it sounds too much like we're just opposing trump and that's like coming out and saying well we're better than trump just feels th- this like more of the same to me. Yeah,
1: uh, and they've come out saying that they want to take on big businesses. They want to um, spend, uh, infra- you know, a trillion dollars on infrastructure, but mm-hmm. not in a way that just gives companies like tax breaks, which is what Trump is proposing. Okay. Uh, but actually, you know, providing um, you know more infrastructure and creating more jobs. And then raising the minimum wage, and then providing family leave and sick leave. So those are the the three big policies that they're pushing. Yeah. Um. But they didn't come out uh, for what they call single payer. I was about to say single payer is is distinctly not on that list. That's very interesting. Yeah. And he's come out and said that it's not out of the uh, off the table and something that they're considering, but. Uh so w- would that be something that would be attractive to you, or or make you think more favorably of the uh, Democrats?
2: I, I mean, for me personally, in general, yeah, I, I've, well, it's it's mostly just surprising to me because it seems like that's been, on the, on the big one of the big Democratic issues for a while now has been single payer. It just seems like kind of a weird thing to just be like, well we 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 kind of changed our mind about that. it's still cool, but like we're going to kind of <laughs> put it on the back burner for I, I don't know if it's like because healthcare is such a big hot hot topic issue right now, like we're we're kind of shying away from talking about it too much or whatever, but it seems like if that's the case, you would want to be like, look, we, this is a thing that could work. We were, I know we're having all these issues with healthcare. We, you know, we want to give you an opportunity to really look at single payer again, but I don't know. Maybe maybe i'm being too uh too hopeful on that front
1: yeah no i think i think that they're if they really push it as like okay here's an like i mean it's a complicated thing to sort of package but you yeah. have to like kind of run the numbers and show people like okay you know this is a, a this is a solution that's working elsewhere and right. it's certainly working better than taking you know 800 billion dollars out of of medicare you know? right um and as opposed to just saying like they're going to kill people, that's they have to propose something. But it'll be interesting to see what happens um, after today, because uh, um, it it will. I think it'll. It's an opportunity for the Democrats to, or for progressives to, to really take, uh, yeah. re re like to lead the narrative as opposed to just being
2: the ones on the sidelines saying
1: you you're mean you're bad right
2: yeah because because yeah we have kind of slipped into that it feels like, i say we because i mostly identify as progressive obviously but yeah it's uh it, it definitely has seemed like for especially since trump took office we've been focusing on the man how embarrassing is trump yeah part of the narrative rather than being like I, 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 not in all corners obviously i think but i think the especially the mainstream of the Democratic leadership—you definitely get that sense from that poll that you, you mentioned—that it's fifty right. percent donor. Yeah,
1: and that's that's on the Democrats' fault. You mm. know, they need to really step up and and be um, progressive. You know, a- as opposed to just like these like wishy-washy sort of moderate people yeah. who are like, yeah, well, you know, they have to separate themselves from their wealthy donors or or the corporate donors and mm. and really be about the people, which is what they always or traditionally have been. And, right, and you know, it's just not like
2: nobody is really looking out for the middle class and uh, it was a nifty poll too like whoever thought to ask that question specifically like do what do you think that the or do you understand what the democratic party represents like that's a very specific question that somebody is. had to have like honed in on there so and they good should job
1: poll people they should really take a, a page from like who, who are the the pe- loudest voices of the progressive movement in the past few years
2: right right well you, Oh, do you, are you asking me or are you sure. just saying in general I, I mean well you know like Bernie's there yeah obviously but
1: he wasn't there he wasn't there at that meeting right. yesterday even though I mean he's in, technically an independent but mm. you know if they if the Democrats presented a plan that we could that Bernie would stand behind that would get a whole lot of young people you know much more excited and and he wouldn't do it just for the sake of standing there you know he would do it only if it if it Reflected his own sort of, you know, very strident <laughs> yeah. ideals. So that's that's I think w- the way the Democrats are going to have, or where progressives are going to have the most success. And and I yeah. think I'm much more interested in the the success of the progressive movement than I am about Democrats. Sure, I think of that's course. The the way they that they'll do that is by getting the Democrats to side with them. So yeah. Um. But then anyhow, it's just it's something to look out for, and it's something if you're in a state where you have, uh, you know, Democrats in Congress and and. The Senate, you can really push them to to. Uh,
2: you have the power in your in your hands and in your voting booth. Everyone, you've got this. Come we on, do? go team. I'll yeah.
1: Well, Darren says surely it's meant to echo the New Deal. Yeah. Uh, th- mm. This is a, a better deal. Mm. Well then, uh, yeah. I mean there there's been some criticisms of like okay, well it's it, I don't want a deal. I want justice. You know, I want things that are just right i don't want to, I, a deal sort of connotes like negotiation yeah that's a bit of a stretch but also uh it's also you could say that it's a reflection on trump you know whose famous book is the art of the deal and so he's the word chuck schumer is saying that yeah. oh well that's one deal but we have a better deal
2: well and i think also i mean like I, I i see what darren's saying with that like i i i think that's a good point but i don't know if necessarily that's where the majority of people will go It's in multi-layered. Their, right. It's yeah. a multi-layered thing. I think that's definitely a part of it though. I think yeah. Uh yeah. So
1: um but that so I'm just that's my little news bit. Everybody can turn turn right. up their, their volumes and back up. Now the like, fun part. Yeah. Uh let's talk the environment. uh um, <laughs> no <laughs> <obviously>, <laughs> buh, 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 trees carbon emissions. Uh, <laughs> buh, 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 buh. Um <laughs> Last week, of course, was ComiCon, and are you, did you follow? All no, of, what is that? I don't follow anything. You know, you, you're not interested in
2: Comic Con. I thought. Like oh, oh, I thought you said ComiCon, and I was Com- ComiCon. I thought it was like a reference to the Comey 2012 thing. No, it's just like the weird way
1: that oh, Kevin okay. Smith kind of. It's an exaggeration of the way he pronounces it. Oh, okay, okay.
2: Then yes, I am familiar with that Comic Con was last week. <laughs> God. Yeah, and did you watch any of the panels? I did not. I saw some of the trailers, but that was it. I've I've sort of like I try not to bury myself too much in in new stuff with with regards to like movies and entertainment specifically because I feel like I just get like super hype about a thing and then it comes out two years later and then I've forgotten about it. Oh yeah, that thing. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's right. Like. um, for instance, this—I don't think this was Comic Con related—but Kingdom Hearts three just dropped a release date, and they first announced it like four years ago. And I was like, I might buy a PS four now, and now it's See, four years nobody later. Nobody knows
1: like, what Kingdom Hearts. No well, but nobody in this room. Oh, knows what, it's a yeah. video game.
2: Yeah, and uh, they've—they're putting Disney characters in there. That's yeah. That's uh. The, so the first Toy Story, the first two were released in like the early to mid two thousands, and then they announced the third one in like twenty thirteen. Uh, and everybody was like, oh my God, because it's like, it's everybody in the universe's favorite game because it's so great. It's but like,
1: it's like, um,
2: it's like Final Fantasy characters and Disney characters in like the same universe. And it's a third person sort of adventure game. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and you hit things with a big sword that looks like a key. Little, uh-huh. little, little black demon guys. Okay. They've got like little weird hands and they kind of shake around. You have to kill them. Because, you know, that's justice. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yeah, but
1: it, it did look. I did see the trailer of it, yeah. and or the the gameplay of it, and mm-hmm. it is kind of crazy. Just seeing like it's the same resolution as Toy Story One, and right. so you're basically interacting with those characters like that. Yeah. Um Did were there Disney
2: characters in all the first two too? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. The um the actually the basis of the the game is sort of that there's like different worlds that you go to that see that's what i so just to respond to a tweet that we're seeing coming in jane uh uh, that was what i was thinking that he was talking about a thing celebrating james comey which was why i was confused i've of course heard of comic-con i feel like a dork now no no no. like what comic-con um so Oh, but yeah, so Kingdom Hearts, there's different worlds that you go to that are different Disney-like properties. So there's, like, one that's Aladdin, and now it looks like they're going to have one that's Toy Story. So we're all very we're all very excited over here in Mickey's corner of the room. Uh-huh. We're yeah. all just, like, on pins and needles waiting to buy, it, finally buy a PS4 so we can... And then oh, think of all the games that we could own. Do you have
1: a PS3 now? <laughs> I have or?
2: a PS3 and I have a Wii U. Well, uh, Cassandra has a Wii U that we have in the house. But I've been on, on that PC tip for a while. Uh. Are you, what are you playing right now still same old shit honestly i need to get into new games but you know one of these one of these days i'm actually going to stop just playing overwatch and hots and actually play new games but it hasn't happened yet because most i've just been playing for like 30 minutes a day right so it's not really That's like good yeah. I, I, I have no don't have that same discipline um well, in fair, it's not like discipline. It's just that I've been using that other time to watch TV or just like putter around the house like an ancient person. No, puttering, puttering is very important.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, you're looking for to, forward to Kingdom Hearts three, yeah. That, and what did you? So, like, have you ever been to Comic Con? I have not actually. I have not either. You know, it's a hundred thousand people in San Diego. The traffic alone Ryan. is just a nightmare. It's like when. Just because they're like everybody's coming from LA, or a large number of people are coming from LA. Right. Only, there's only like really one highway that goes there. And so it just gets all jammed up. Yeah. It's already dealing with regular commuter traffic. And so, as somebody who hates traffic and who hates, lines and who hates people
2: i was about to say i as a person that doesn't want to be in large groups of people basically ever if i can avoid it yeah i'm okay with having not ever been to comic-con frankly
1: and just being around a bunch of people dressed up and happy and enthusiastic it's not my thing i I just don't i
2: don't do that i feel like i would be like i would go and have a really good time but at the same time, I don't the the part of my brain that hears "Oh man, there's a lot of people there is the part of my brain that is making the decision on whether or not to go to Comic Con. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um,
1: one of the there's some cool moments that I read about. You know, just like mm-hmm. all the girls excited to see Gal Gadot. Um, oh sure. It uh, you know, which is like awesome. Like yeah, that, yeah. You know that that there's that same level of of fan. Um, insanity that that you know 13 year old boys have like 13 year old girls are having or 12 year old girls like yeah who, it's so
2: awesome who would have imagined that human beings of both genders would be the same Marty G's uh well oh, sorry. Of the male patriarchy that's, <laughs> con- that's controlled the narrative so <laughs> no no
1: no okay. yeah uh yeah. and also there was like the, like there's some cool VR stuff that people waited in line for mm. um but uh what did you um what trailers did you like?
2: Uh trailers I saw, uh let me try to remember. I saw was there were there any big marble ones? I don't know if I saw any big marble ones. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, I don't I didn't see the new Thor Ragnarok one. Oh. I've seen the first f- one
1: and it's dope. It's completely it looks so much different f- from, you know, the first two. You've got, you know, Thor. Oh. Um uh, sorry about the spoiler, but I don't give a shit. That's fine. Um, well, to, know, to the audience, it's it's I, fine with me. I don't know. Yeah, that's why you. I said it to the mic and hit it the little
2: fifteen second button. Yeah, no,
1: he's just like holding a like a, a blaster and you know, oh, and cool. it's very unThor like, you know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but um, yeah, I hope it's good. It's like, and then uh, they showed the Infinity Wars trailer there. Oh um, shit! But the thing I don't like is I don't want to see a five-minute trailer. You know, yeah, I no. don't want to. That's like too much. That's too much information.
2: It's like when they, um, when they release the clips that are like, here's one action sequence from the movie, and it's like, well, now when I watch it in the movie, I'm gonna be like, oh, I remember seeing this from the trailer. Right. And right. I think. I mean, you'll still enjoy it. Yeah. But that, I I don't even really care about spoilers that as much as like the average nerd or whatever. But it's still just like it drives me crazy to have. Because, obviously, I'm going to go watch the, just to pull one from memory, the scene from Captain America Civil War where he chases the, uh, or excuse me, Winter Soldier... Where he chases the Winter Soldier through the rooftops or whatever. Right. I'm going to watch that like 30 times before I go see the movie because I can't control myself. Right. If I had been a person with self control, I would have lived a completely different life up to this point right. Marvel.
1: Right. You're a compulsive shuffler. Right. You you know? Exactly. <laughs> like he just can't help himself. He's yeah. got to shuffle around the house. Exactly.
2: I just putter and watch the Captain America putter, Winter I'm Soldier. Puttering. It's it a
1: guy. I, I knew what you meant. Um, and then there was also the Black Panther trailer. So, like, there were oh, three big ass trailers. There was an announcement for, uh, that, uh, about Doctor Doom. Yeah. Um, but then there was a Justice League trailer. Did you see that? I saw that it happened. I haven't watched it yet. Okay, so when you said that you saw some trailers. I did, but I haven't seen these trailers so <laughs> these many. These are the trailers to fucking see. Jesus Christ, Mickey. I'm sorry. You, like, you do participate in a pop culture podcast. Yeah, I you, know.
2: Like, <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to get it together, Marty, but it's not this day. Not today. Not today. Apparently. Jesus Christ! Hey guys, this is a PSA from Mickey. You should watch these trailers, or Marty's gonna get
1: mad at you. <laughs> I get mad at you if I'm just the only person in the room who saw these. Like once, I thought, oh, at least today, Mickey, I'll know Mickey saw the trailers. Yeah. Uh, oh. oh, so David Castro, uh, what was you, the best thing that you saw?
2: Oh yeah, so from someone at, on the oh, ground, saw a
1: Punisher trailer. What was the best thing that you saw at Com- Comic Con?
2: Boots on the ground, as it were. Our our guy David Castro on the streets are excited to hear what the best of the best was. Cause yeah, I, um as you could tell, maybe not the most informed candidate about the goings on at Comic Con. Next year Marty next year I'm gonna pay him way more attention.
1: Uh-huh. <sighs> <sighs> you know, it was weird, like so I'll just the Justice League trailer was like, I don't know, two and a half minutes or something like that. Mm. And the best part was seeing Wonder Woman and, oh, I guess, you know, seeing Aquaman was kind of cool. Did they have her like cool, goes,
2: like, guitar sting in the trailer? Wonder Woman's? <laughs> yeah, like that sort of thing. Wana 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 wana. That one? I, oh, oh, I don't
1: know. I, oh. I, I, I'm I not that t- attuned to, to that m- sort of music. Oh, really? You're on a pop culture market. know. <laughs> oh, go fuck yourself. I will. I, it's a good thing there are two desks be- <laughs> between us because I will leap over both. If it there would. was one, I would just reach Yeah. Smack, smack me, the me in the throat. face. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> yeah and first of all i don't like ben affleck that much as batman he's, oh yeah i thought he did i thought he did fine i think fine. he's serviceable he's, he's not just he's not the he's not that fun a guy like you know
2: he's a very straightforward batman yeah I've, i also thought christian bell was a pretty straightforward batman though i never was like christian bell is the ultimate batman but i thought he was great but i don't i think he was just kind of straightforward so i have very similar feelings to ben affleck i think ben affleck could you know if if the movies are good, Ben Affleck could be good in them. Is what I'll say. We need a 21st century Val Kilmer. That's what we need. That's what we need. Uh, but
1: Jason Momoa 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 m- yeah. m- 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 yeah. he's um it's he makes Aquaman sexy. You know? Oh sure. He's like he's very handsome and
2: built. If there was a Justice League superhero that just wore like a diaper and Jason Momoa played him, it would still be the sexiest member of the Justice League. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. As,
2: yeah. Baby boy, yeah, you know, baby like boy, who yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, like
1: drops like you know explosive diapers on, on people. Right, yeah. He's know. got
2: like a he's got a gun that looks like a baby's bottle. It yeah, Shoots yeah. like like super hot milk at people. Right, right. Ow, yeah. Ow, baby boy, baby boy, fuck it off. That really <laughs> that <laughs> almost hurts. And it's Jason Momoa, so he's just like, I suit
1: you with my with my venom. But you have amazing <laughs> pectoral muscles, <laughs> baby gaga. boy. Oh, yeah. oh. well. <laughs> well. I want a slice of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. We feel very going, weird about that one. <laughs> but the movie itself, it, you got nothing about the story of the movie. And and I guess all these stories are so bloated and they're all apocalyptic and it's all about, you know. I sudden, was about to say,
2: I can predict it for you if you want. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. But and, and I, d- I wasn't a big fan of The Flash. Um Is that Ezra Miller?
2: Oh, I kind of like Ezra. I've liked him in things. What was he? What has he been in? He was in. um, I'm not very into pop culture. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. turning around. Uh, Oh, how the tables have turned. No, uh, he was in uh, the movie We Need to Talk About Kevin, which was super cool. Had him in uh, Taylor Swinton. It's like a little indie, uh, I guess, thriller Mm -hmm. from a few. And then. uh, he was also in Perks of Being a Wallflower, where he was super good. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah he was very good in that. Um, I think he's been in other things. I'm going to try to think. Uh, I'm going to pull up his IBDB while we. IBD? ABDB? His IBDB.
1: He actually cosplayed as one of the Full Metal Alchemist characters. Oh, cool. Yeah, did you ever watch that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I watched the first season. That's good. Good show. Funny. Yeah, so hopefully he'll be funny or. You know, we'll bring some levity to the justice. League. Oh yeah, I could.
2: I I definitely I, I have faith in him as like a performer. I think. Oh, and so. then there was a defenders trailer too. That was a big thing.
1: Oh there. great. So so Marvel yeah. had a huge huge fucking presence. Uh, I didn't did. I didn't see that. Jim, <laughs> <laughs> what
2: were you just like? Uh, oh, I saw the trailer for, Stranger for My Little
1: Things. Ponies just over and over and over again. I
2: saw the trailer for Stranger Things too. Uh huh. And it looks really good. <laughs> uh huh. I think that's it. <laughs> that's
1: it. So when you say I saw some of the trade, I saw it was Kingdom Hearts, of which might not have no, been Comic Con. No, that was at the that was at the Disney thing like the week before. What it, there was something twenty three, or was it at E three? No, no, it, it was it was um there was like this um uh, uh, Super Diz, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it Yin No, it was like something twenty thirty two. Oh, D twenty
2: three. D twenty three. Yeah, that's a cool name for for that. Good job, Disney. You did it. <laughs> I don't even know what it is, but it's got a cool name though, and that's all I need. It sounds kind of oh, like a robot that they're building. D-
1: D23 is the official Disney fan club, and they have an expo. Oh. every year. So, it's it named in honor of the year 1923 when Walt left Kansas City for Hollywood. Oh.
2: There you go. Yeah. So, um all right, there you go. So, everybody leave Kansas City, come to Hollywood. No, don't do that. We're already weird enough people <laughs> yeah
1: um so, so that's what you saw so you saw one trailer
2: i i feel like i saw had to have seen more but so far i haven't <laughs> so this far the pathetic. answer is a big no it's <laughs> so i mean i'm so mad at you right now i'm
1: sorry marty because there's also the ready player one trailer oh i saw the
2: ready player One oh, trailer. oh there, there you go there you go Ready Player One looks called I I had I didn't read the book because I heard mixed things about it from people, but and well, that was you wouldn't a-
1: get half the references. Uh, yes, I would. Oh, okay.
2: If there were the references that are in that fucking trailer, then I would. All right, all right. Um, uh, give me some references I wouldn't get. Uh, do you, are there trailers at Comic Con that they reference? Because if if that's the yeah, case, then I'm uh, yeah. They, they
1: reference every trailer <laughs> that was shown in Comic Con in 1984, 85, and 86. Okay. Yeah, I know some of what you, you saw. I saw st- uh, Do you know all the video games? It's really it's like you know the Joust and Dig Dug and. I know Dig Dug. Oh, you don't know Joust? I don't think I know Joust. That's a big. That's a big part of the, the game. Oh, okay. Um, but it's. I would. I could look it up on YouTube. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I w- it looked pretty spectacular. I yeah, think. yeah. It looks awesome. It, it, it looked like the movie that Tron should have been. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but uh, I'm excited about it and um well, Tron Legacy The original Tron is is a great film. The original Tron is 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 unimpeachable. <laughs> do do do, do do, do, do. Um it's terrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the dullest movie ever. Oh uh, what? I I haven't it's, watched it's really cool looking. It. I bet it's great. I, and I was so excited to see it and I was
2: I was like, "All right, can I go play back to playing the video game? <laughs> um That's that is the difficulty, I think. You have to make a movie that's more interesting than playing video games. Yeah. And that's a challenge. Yeah. That that is what every director says when when <laughs> on day one, they're like, How do I make this better than Dig <laughs> Dog? It's,
1: it's impossible. W- I quit. Yep. Yeah. Dig
2: dug. That's why Dig dug made the most <laughs> money, and all other companies folded <laughs> as soon as it came out. Namco did
1: just think they, they killed
2: it. <laughs> um, no.
1: I think that's what it. It made probably it. was. You're right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. The, the there was a... okay. So the bright trailer that that did not was not well received. Uh, you didn't see that. That's the <laughs> you're looking at me like. Is he? Is he making <laughs> shit up again? <laughs> That's uh, Will Smith movie with uh, oh. going straight to Netflix. It's Poor like, Will Smith. Uh, I want him to have a win. Uh, Star Trek Discovery. Oh shit! I didn't see <laughs> that. I would. I would have watched. Look how excited you are, and you're like, <laughs> I want to watch that.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, do you guys. Next week, I'm gonna have watched a lot of more <laughs> of trailers, <laughs> and it'll be really fun to listen to. This week, you get to listen to Marty berating me.
1: <laughs> it's gonna happen every week. That's what the that's the subheading of the show, right? It's like if it's just you and me, I'm beating you up. Like, you know, yeah. yeah.
2: That's why we're, when we're when like when, if we were a cop show, I would be like the guy that's like maybe like fast and loose, and you're like by the book, and you're like we got to do it like this, Mickey. You got to know about all these trailers at Comic Con, and I'm like. Oh Martin, I'm trying to just live my life over here, like uh-huh. doing. I got to do it my way to find <laughs> justice in no, the city. <laughs> I look at it differently.
1: I look, <laughs> I look at it as like giving you a podcast swirly. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, so the other thing we didn't talk about: Are you a, a fan of the Doctor?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. The uh, the big. Uh, we didn't talk about that last week. No, we did not. Um, and because we had the other, uh, our, we had. Mr. Thorhammer
2: on. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Which was so much fun. He changed. That's why I wasn't able to watch all the Comic Con trailers because yeah. I was too busy trying to live my best life. Oh, and
1: failed. No, because <laughs> you know your best life is about watching trailers. That's right. In your room. No more. <laughs> no more padding about and shuffling and and. Yeah. Um. No, it's about uh, watching trailers and then making. Just vast judgments on the hundred and twenty minutes you didn't see okay. of, of a particular You're right. property. I'm, s- I'm so, sorry. And, and being very, very, very verbal about it online.
2: <laughs> I'm just your trailer mole, Marty. I'll remember that next time.
1: Do you know who Sue Allen is? I don't super know actually. You kinda know? I kinda I am aware of uh, I'm but glad, actually, that we don't know because, you know, with the, the last few or the last two, we've seen them, you know, David Tennant and sure. uh, Peter Capaldi. We, we had seen them in other things. But was
2: it, Ten- no, Tennant wasn't the last, the second to last one. That was, uh, what's his oh, name? Oh, you're right. You're um, right.
1: Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Yeah. Right, right. So Matt Smith was relatively unknown. Yeah.
2: You are correct. Uh, yeah. No, I, yeah, I know, so, uh, yeah, but I see what you're saying. Like yeah. It's, it's exciting to have some, have kind of a fresh face. Yeah. 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 Um, and it, it's obviously monumental to have a female doctor. We're all really, ex- we're all, we're all really excited about that. Yeah,
1: and I, I, I guess they showed um, a trailer for the Christmas special. And oh, cool! And I th- isn't this the departure of Stephen Moffat as well? Is is he leaving the show? Oh, if
2: only we could find out. Does Twitter? Do you know? Because I don't know, and that would be interesting. Because yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole can of worms right there. Oh my God! Uh, David Castro
1: got to hang out. Um, is that really him with Jon Snow?
2: I don't know. I can't. See, I can't see because the oh the man- monitor's bad.
1: It's all good. Um, but yeah. Uh, so he uh, David Castro said the best part of Comic Con was seeing uh, seeing very scantily clad women uh, cosplaying. Oh and well, sure. I I don't have a problem with that either.
2: Everybody. Oh, and Darren also tweeted that Ezra Miller and Tilda Swinton were in Trainwreck together as well. Oh, oh. that's great. Um, Trainwreck was good. I don't remember. Oh yeah, he was in that. He was um the character the Amy Schumer movie. Uh, yeah. And he was I think oh shit.
1: Oh we'll never find out. We'll, we'll never, never fi- find out.
2: it's unknowable. Yeah. Yeah. Don't 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 speculate on
1: on the unknowable. Um, um so uh what has Sue um Al- Miller been in before? Do you S- oh, Sue I, Allen Sue Allen I was or, or is that her name? That Who's the, the new doctor? Whoever the new doctor is. What?
2: Oh man. This is going to be a Google fest over here. Jesus Christ, we're we're the worst. <laughs> uh, Jody Whitaker.
1: Sorry, that I t- completely ruined that.
2: You know, guys, we can't be expected to remember names. Yeah. yeah. Or to, to even look them up properly. To even on <laughs> like, Googled prior to... Oh, she was the
1: the she was the woman in Attack the Block. She was great in that.
2: Oh, shit. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. I didn't recognize oh, her. Oh, if you guys
1: haven't seen Attack the Block, that movie's awesome. That movie's so good. So. Fucking
2: Doctor Who, John Boyega are in it now. It's just owned all of science fiction at this point. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's so awesome.
2: Yeah. Um, okay. So, whole new... T- <laughs> we were like, she's never been in anything before, so I guess, like, this is her first acting role yeah we're such fucking dorks (laughs) i know jesus anyway um well even more excited than i was uh, previously now because attack the block is great and she's great in that um this is cool and joe cornish the director of attack the
1: block finally has his his next movie coming down the pike Oh, what Um, is he doing he's doing a, a movie called the kid who would be king oh a band of kids embark on an epic quest to thwart a medieval menace. So, okay, okay. back to the original question. Yes, right. Do you have a problem with... Uh, obviously, you don't have a problem with a, a woman um, doctor. Right, I mean, no, because I'm not... The oh. doctor is genderless. Like, why does he... Um, aside from contractual uh, limitations of the actors, why why does he um, always... What, what is the mythological reason that he always changes politics?
2: Oh Oh, uh, dag. It's like a... Uh, it's it's usually, like, he has to do... I'm trying to remember, like, specific instances because I don't actually remember what the general thing is. Because, again, it's a great podcast, everyone. Welcome to it. Yeah, welcome to the ignorant show. <laughs> welcome to... Mickey tries to remember random things about pop culture because he forgot to really do any research prior to the show. Next week, I'm telling you guys, it's yeah. going to be a whole new story. Uh-huh. But it's usually, like, he expends, like, a giant amount of power or there's, like, a giant thing that he has to stop. W- or she now, in this case. Mm-hmm. The, jo- the So the doctor would be a they, them pronoun, I suppose, now. So that they have to stop. Uh, and then eventually uh, they have to, like, spend some time regenerate. And then they get a whole new, they go into the TARDIS for a minute. Then they come out and they're like, it's me now. I'm British. Hello. Good morning, my companion. And there
1: are so many people who are, have been outspoken against having a woman doctor. Well, you know. Those are the, those are the hardcores.
2: No, I'm kidding. But uh, those are the assholes. Yeah. But you
1: know what? There, there are more people who are angry that there wasn't a woman doctor. So you're no matter what you. It goes back to what I'm saying. Well, always, what I've been saying a lot lately is that you can't you're always going to piss off somebody or somebody's going to get fucked over by any decision you make.
2: Yeah. If it's though, I will say if it, the people that are being pissed off about the decision are the people that are like, there shouldn't be a woman doctor. Then those are the people you can, I give you permission to piss off those people. Yeah. Creators.
1: Yeah. And, and
2: while we're at it, I don't want
1: a woman doctor seeing me because they don't know as (laughs) much. They don't (laughs) know about, about my needs. Yes. (laughs) Um, all right. Well, I mean, I, that that to me is non controversial, and yet it, it it has got, and we're giving it breath right now. Well, yeah. So I apologize for that. And it's the stupidest thing on earth. Um, it's
2: all good. We got to point out that I don't remember anything about how oh, the, the show Doctor Who works. Oh, that's
1: right. It went back to the, the podcast, Swirly. Okay. Right, I, right, right. I just
2: flushed it again. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, Once again, shaming me on the internet for not really remembering that much about a TV show that I've seen, I think, basically
1: all of it at this point. We are in the deepest darkest corner of the internet that like That's not that like the darkest but the right, least, least visited part of the internet so Look, i think you're okay
2: you guys thank you for visiting us here in our dark little internet shanty and Oops.
1: supernatural got a lot of press i noticed the, the television show they they had a little uh mini panel on conan kansas came and played with them
2: or for them wow. like you know
1: and I have no idea what that show is. Oh, you haven't seen that?
2: I was. My reaction was that show's still on. Wow, because I've seen the first few seasons of it, and I kind of just sort of petered off, always meaning to get back to it, but never really quite doing so. I for but like I like that show. It's cool. It's the you know the it's it's a fun time. I've never I forgot it was still on. But yeah, I've I've got no I I can got no beef with soups with the supernatural. All right. Well, I mean, I'm like. I'm all
1: for any show that can go on for
2: that long. Yeah, it's been on for like, God, I mean, it's been going on for, what, 12 seasons now? Somebody tweet in how many seasons. <laughs> no, I think
1: it's like coming up on season 13. Or
2: Jeez. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, good for them. Yeah. It's a it's a, it's you know, it's a good show. I, I can imagine after 13 seasons, it's probably run out of things that would really be super compelling, but maybe not. Maybe it's still really great. What is the premise of the show? It's like uh, these two. It's it, it's it's sort of it's it's got some Buffy esque qualities of like demon hunter type stuff going on in there. Uh-huh. Like good looking white
1: people looking for demons. Right. Yeah.
2: Basically. All right.
1: All right. Yeah. We haven't seen that before. Ugh.
2: Yeah, but it's we we still like it. <laughs> what do you mean we, Kimosabe? Sabe? All right, fine. Oh. Me still like it. <laughs> <laughs> Me still like anything involving demons. If there, if you've got a demon and you've got like some sympathy for the demon, I'm
1: down. What about demon movies? Are there demon movies that you're sim that you have sympathy for the demon? Yeah. Besides sure. Little Nicky, I
2: I have sympathy for every demon.
1: Is that is that the Adam Sandler movie Little Nicky? That is that is the Adam Sandler movie. I was like, what Where is Little Nicky? The
2: sympathetic demon. Oh God, yes. Well, Little Nicky, the only movie ever period the, you heard it here first, the lunar podcast that's it. The only movie with a demon in it at least oh, the s- sympathetic demon, yeah, uh really, no, there's definitely been more. We'll name one, oh
1: God, you're the one who likes sympathetic demons,
2: yeah, 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 there's we're again, Mickey and the memory are there
1: oh, uh, let's see, oh, that's oh. kind of funny. Tyson just pointed out that Peter Capaldi in World War Z played. A W H O World Health Organization, uh, doctor. Oh, uh, that's nice. a bit of a stretch. I um, see.
2: I see. What I see. What they were doing now, there. Do you, what did you think of Peter Capaldi as the doctor? I liked. I think he was more of a. Th- uh, he was more of a throwback, is like the general consensus. Like he was kind of back to the like because David Tennant and Matt Smith had a lot more. Were a lot more like I suppose you'd say like quirky, as the doctor, and he was a little bit more not straightforward, but he was a little bit more like of the. Old school kind of like so I think some people kind of were whatever about him because of that, mm-hmm. but I I still I, I liked him you know I thought he was you know he he was he was he, similar to my feelings about Christian Bale as Batman he was serviceable and and did what he had to do with the show and I think that's good. Who's your favorite Doctor? I I like Tenon a lot. I'm it's I, it's partially just like when I watched started watching the show was that so I can't really. I, in my head he will always like kind of own that to me you know what i mean like i will never have another doctor because when i first started watching it david Tennant was the doctor so
1: well i also think that there was um really good chemistry between the doctor and, and rose oh you yeah know, and that was that was
2: really fun yeah yeah no, that was a uh, definitely a, a highlight up uh, or a great season at least there mm-hmm. were two seasons was it for that particular pairing i think
1: it was two seasons i think that was yeah, yeah. um and yeah because she was on with um with uh what's his name christopher eccleston uh, that's right yeah yeah uh who's i thought was a really good doctor too no
2: who who gets like weird who gets weirdly like shafted but yeah i, I haven't gone back and watched that season i think he was great yeah like he's he, really he's like really crazy and weird and yeah. funny and like you never think you've
1: rarely see him doing something
2: like, and, like and that. And weird in a different way, I think, than, like, David Tennant would bring to it. Because, like, like, David Tennant obviously was a weird quote-unquote doctor, but he, he was very, like... You kind of got the sense that there was, like, a thing behind Eccleston's, like, eyes that was going to be super intense. Yeah, um... Oh man, Darren's tweeting in that Supernatural almost had an iZombie crossover. Guess what my favorite T V show is? It's iZombie. Is be? I love iZombie Oh, isn't be. <laughs> is be? Oh, very good. Well Dan is uh
1: I think he's back in Dancouver, Danada back uh prepping for season four. So uh Dan is the original host of this podcast, co host oh, wow. and you know, he's a producer on it and has directed a, f- a handful of episodes for the show. So. Oh, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, very excited. Um, it's a great show. Yeah. and and we're so happy. Yeah, but a bunch of
2: the writers have been on this sh- on this podcast. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Well, it's a cool show, everyone that was on this podcast after the fact. Yeah, if you can hear me through time, know that I think you did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> I so want to just reach over just.
1: Print. Um,
2: (laughs) This has been the most, uh, I think, belligerent episode of this podcast.
1: There's, oh, you have no idea how rageful I feel right now.
2: Uh, (laughs) Oh, and Jane summed up Supernatural for you here. Yeah. Two brothers who lost their mother to a demon hunt Supernatural Creatures. There you go. (laughs) Times 12 years. Times years. Yeah. All
1: right. And it's, I mean, yeah, it's a good show. I mean, get over it. Boys, boys, move on. on. Get over it, boys. Come on. (laughs) Um. All right. So you're you're excited about the new doctor? Uh, It's I'm sure that uh, people listening are just like, you guys don't know shit about the doctor. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't really know what you're talking about. It's one of the out of your element.
2: Well. I don't know anything, so we just need to specify. If you're listening to this podcast for Mickey to know things, you're you have a strange purpose in this world, my friend, because it's it, it would be like a Sisyphean task. You would be trying to get Mickey to know stuff, and my brain would just keep forgetting it, no matter what. Yeah, especially lore things. I like lore. I love like I consume a lot of it, but I don't. I can't retain any of it. I don't have that ability. So. If you know cool lore things for me to look at that are like maybe a little niche, that would be cool, but I I I'm not going to remember them. So, so,
1: uh I think Moffitt is leaving after the Christmas special. Oh. Cool. So,
2: well, you know that'll be I know that that's he's he's been a a figure of Excuse me. Uh mixed sort of Really? Report. He I I like him, but I think people there have been those who have had issues uh, with him and it, it'll be interesting to see what happens after him because he's been I mean, God, that's 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 fucking forever. Yeah, that he's been the guy. Well, he's being
1: replaced by Chris Chibnall, who uh, was a writer back on um, what's that show called um, uh, Torchwood. Oh, cool. And uh, also created Broad Church. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So that
2: that's a good pedigree. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that that should be cool. Was, when you think about who's gonna become the next guy to write Doctor Who, that probably be would have been my first guess if I had really been paying attention. Yeah, um, I uh, Darren, I know Christian Bale had to rescue that franchise from Batman and Robin. I'm just looking at tweets now and just responding. I know, but no, Christopher Nolan had to rescue it. Yeah, it, I, I think really the, how the, I feel the
1: onus was on him. And by by Batman, is it was a it, uh, Dark Knight Rises dark. Or was it bat- uh, yeah, the or- Batman Begins would Batman be the first Begins, one. Batman Begins. That was my favorite of
2: the. the- I think that yeah, yeah, I've I think it's at least super under talked about. I think the third one is by far the worst of that trilogy.
1: Yeah, and which was, I still had. It's liked. which is
2: still really like, has a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. I think it's just sort of like kind of. Eats its own tail at a certain point.
1: Yeah, but when you're talking about like lore and mythology and like the the Batman Begins is great. Oh yeah, it's like
2: it's you got to bring the fla- the flower up to the top of the mountain, Marty. You got to bring that flower to the top of the mountain. Is that like wearing the albatross? Yeah, you wear the albatross. You got to bring the flower to the top, and then Anyways. you can take off the albatross. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I would I would definitely agree that I think it's more of a Chris Nolan saving the franchise than Christian Bale. Though I would say I would agree that again he was a great performer in it i just think when i think of batman i like personally someone that can bring something a little bit different than what he brought specifically like i mean i am a guy who's who's kind of likes the adam west and i know that like that's not the greatest opinion to have probably no no, i think everybody would agree with you like adam west was fantastic but it was that was a a Particular interpretation, yeah. Of, of that's Batman. what, but I think that's the thing though is like I'm looking for something a little bit more particular and kind of distinctive. And I think Christian Bale was perfect for what the Dark Knight trilogy was. You know, like he, right? He really, I think, sort of uh embodied that version of Batman. But now I kind of want to see. Like, uh, uh, I love the Lego Batman, and I think, oh yeah, um, what's his name? Shit. Will Arnett. Thank you. Will Arnett, is, as, a, as a voice performer there, is doing a great job so they uh, should, sort of embodying that version of Batman.
1: They should have Ben Affleck and then dub him with Will Arnett's voice. That and would be ben, great. I'm in. I'm in.
2: I, would have, I would totally watch that. Oh, that would be so there awesome. There could be like a scene where we see Will Arnett like behind a curtain doing the voice work for the movie. on <laughs> am Batman.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't know that they're making World War Z 2.
2: I'm not sur- I am a little surprised actually, but I enjoyed World War Z. I think it's good, I think compared to the book, did you read the book? uh no, no Max Brooks yeah yeah the book is is a lot different than what the oh the, yeah, yeah' the the book the is book is like it's
1: like incidental or it's like told like it's like, like first hand documents yeah, a yeah, lot yeah.
2: of it yeah it's and w- which is a really cool idea for a book that obviously doesn't translate at all into a movie, so right right it makes sense that the, they did it the way that they did um and yeah, the movie's fine, I like the movie I think it got. I remember it getting, a, I think maybe I'm just remembering everything just from the perspective of the people that didn't like it this morning, because I'm remembering it getting mixed reviews again. <laughs> it's much in the vein of a Stephen Moffat, but. I thought everybody loves Stephen Moffat. I think I think most people do. I'm just remembering the ones that don't. Why do you hate Stephen Moffat? I don't hate Stephen. Okay, Goddamn. Mickey Broussard
1: hates Stephen Moffat. Retweet it. Send it out. You know, because it's it's we we've tweeted up it, from our dark Internet corner. We <laughs> proved it today. Um, it's going to be directed World War Z2 by Fincher, David Fincher.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Ex- that's very exciting. Wow. Yeah. Bringing in some bring in the fucking big guns. World War Z2. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I like I like a David Fincher. Oh, yeah. Though yeah, I've yeah. Uh, the Midge, director. you know, the Midge hates David Fincher. Really, he abhors him. He abhors him and Chris Nolan actually. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, I,
1: they're very similar, you know. Yeah, but uh, I just I think that Zodiac is just one of the best movies of the past twenty years.
2: I uh, I'm more of a for me for Fincher. I'm more of a Social Network. Mm. But um, now that you've been
1: part of that, now that you've joined Twitter, how many followers do you have? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Let me look. All right. But uh do you find yourself tweeting outside of the show?
2: Um one time I tweeted like 30 times and uh-huh. that was it. Did but you get did you get any retweets or likes? Uh no because I was mostly conversing with one of our listeners about dildos. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Well, I was th- imagine
2: we would get a ton of likes out of yeah, for that. I got I got some likes. I got likes I think from uh who we, which listeners? listener? Uh like Jane.
1: Oh. Actually. Jane, Jane and Mickey talking dildos. Talking dildos. We're Ooh, just having a little dildo chat. I'm less interested in the type of dildos that she likes. I want to know the type of dildos you like.
2: I think it was more of a conversation about like dildos as a concept, like a conceptual dildo conversation. I see. It wasn't, it wasn't about necessarily the specifics of the dildo. It was just sort of like the idea of the dildo. What could like, think about if you could replace random words in a sentence with the word dildo and you would kind of begin to get towards the kind of intellectual conversation that we were approaching in our, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> b- but
1: I- it's nice though or it's interesting like being able to to reach out to people from from you know uh,
2: yeah totally
1: yeah uh well yesterday or, or i was i guess it might have been over the weekend um there was a w- a girl 18 year old girl who was driving and she was uh live feeding through Instagram on mm. Instagram video. She was on like
2: a, on on like the Instagram live like the Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah.
1: streaming it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, she lost control over of, of her car and the car flipped and then her mm. sister, 14-year-old sister was in the back seat and another friend they were ejected as well and Ooh. her sister died and she was live streaming her sister dying. Oh god. And I think that that's like that that's like the the downside of it. Like like she, like I don't know who this person is. Maybe she had a million followers. I don't know, but it doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. for a, why are you streaming while you are driving? And then b, why would you continue to stream after you just got in a fatal car accident? Right. Uh so she she was arrested. Um, but it's just it between that and those kid those assholes in Florida who were live streaming or you know video. Taping or whatever, filming mm-hmm. uh, a man drowning in a swamp, mm. like, and they didn't call the police. They just filmed it and they laughed and laughed. Um, like, w- it makes me wonder where <laughs> our empathy, like, what happens, like, w- where we find value and meaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in in the world, like, I d- like, mm-hmm. connections are really important. That's how we, that's that's part of our, uh, like emotional makeup you know people seek out connections right and but when you're seeking it out like by live streaming somebody else dying like you have no connection to the people around you it's like really just shocking uh i I mean i i don't know how other people feel about it because uh, truth be told like like i love that we have our own little community of people that you can talk about dildos with jane who you've never met yeah and like we can have our little podcast, and it does give me some emotional fulfillment. Uh, hopefully, it does for other people too. Oh, yeah, to be part of this Merp family, um, but it 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 there, you it's not a substitute or or it can't.
2: You're still part of the world, right? You yeah, know? I think I think to kind of get to what what I think you're getting at, it it is it's so <laughs> I'm clearly not getting. it. No, no, you're fine. It's sort of like um, I, it, it's one of those things that I think it it sort of amplifies behavior um it's sort of you know it's 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 everyone now has this giant megaphone so the people that were going to be the people that would abandon a drowning man in a swamp anyway now have the ability to do that with the addition of live streaming it and being being doubly right. assholes in that sense right and it, it, i mean I'm not to just be like assholes or assholes or whatever and that's the solution because i don't think that is the answer necessarily but i just think in in general, it's it's not a force for good or for evil. Right. Social media, no, it's, no, you're right.
1: It's a neutral thing. You know. it's like it's like um, the printed word, you right. know? It, it It's only as good as what the words you put on it.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I think it's um, as far as you know, it, as a. I don't necessarily think. Uh, getting to what you're saying about human connection, like it, it's obviously it's not a substitute for human connection. And I think you know, obviously, it can be tempting to to treat it as such because especially when the people and in, in in fact it can give you human connection i would argue because especially if you're a person in a who's in a world that is potentially not super welcoming to you or is in a part of the world that's not super welcoming to you I, I, it can let you have access to people who would be welcoming to you right so it's it's definitely too it's a it's a two-sided beast you know it's not
1: yeah i mean i think it 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 actually i don't say it wouldn't say it's a substitute for uh, uh you know human interaction it's a form of human interaction yeah absolutely but like just that you would feel it can't cut you off from right other forms of human interaction and it, it is
2: a dangerous thing because i think um it can sometimes it can sometimes feel like a substitute not necessarily um social media specifically but just general online interactions like i know for myself particularly when i've been in very depressed uh states i have sort of let my brain instead of like seeking out you know friends and family which is generally what i would recommend and what has really been helpful to me when i've been in a poor emotional state i have sort of sought just sort of general internet aid, I, you know, podcasts, YouTube sh- streamers, and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and those are good things. I'm not saying that those are bad things, even no, if no, you are. No, but absolutely. if you if you're using that as a substitute, I would say that's that can be dangerous, especially if you are in a poor emotional state, like I have been in the past. So anyway, right? right. No, I agree. I, I, certainly,
1: uh, and it's a great way to find like like-minded people, or or just sort sort of a. Um, uh, support, I guess. Yeah. But, um, but then you know, there are people who just refuse to leave. Yeah. their Yeah. You've got to
2: look in the world, and you've got to look.
1: Right. Right. Make yeah. it uh, everything in moderation. Right. Right. Um. There you go. By the way, it's the uh, I, I fucked that up, didn't I? It's the top of the hour, and uh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I've I've been doing this for seventeen years, everybody. It's the top of the hour, and you're listening to the Smodco Internet Radio Networks. Nooner podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: fucked it up again. I'll never get it right. Never get it right. I'm the worst. I'm giving myself a swirly now. Oh Jesus
2: Christ! The podcast swirls back, Marty. <laughs> Nikki, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was
1: due. I yeah, was due. exactly. I brought yeah. it on myself.
2: When you you don't don't be thinking that there's a. Uh, that the podcast is going to let you get get away with that. It's going to give you a walkie sound when you mean to get a little tinkly bell. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um
1: it was just announced today that James Bond will return with uh, Daniel Craig in the title role mm. for in November 20
2: Mr. 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 Craig mm. is back, okay? Not a fan. Not a fan, I take it,
1: Marty. I just I tr- uh I tried to watch the last two and they're just uh, Specter was The last one was terrible. Specter was boring. boring. I liked I like Skyfall. Yeah, Specter yeah, yeah. was Skyfall boring
2: was okay. as fuck. Yeah.
1: But boy. That was, yeah. I just I it, I couldn't be less excited uh about a franchise and I, and I'm like you, I'm somebody who respects lore and and like yeah. you know likes likes to see what things are happening next. Mm-hmm. When are they going to bring bring a black female bond and an, an cool. Asian
2: bond? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's yeah. mix it up. Yeah, shake it up, shake up the Bond franchise because it, it it could it could get shook right now. Mm-hmm. I think it could go for some shaking.
1: Yeah. Oh, Enterprise. Yeah, they have uh,
2: Michelle Yeoh as the the captain. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's very. It's gonna exciting. Be great. Oh, is that that's Discovery? You mean Discovery? Yeah. Yeah. That's what? What did I say? Star Trek. You said Enterprise. Yes. Enterprise. Oh, well, right. Discovery. Is that the one? Is Enterprise Scott Bakula? Yeah. Yeah. Look at you getting all excited. I'm just excited because I remembered something. <laughs> that's my main. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to have like been like that's right, my my brain works. <laughs> Alright.
1: Well let's talk about something that you know something about. Like how's how is the the the
2: the world of being a screenwriter? It's it's terrible. It's miserable. Okay. It's okay. miserable work. Yeah. But you know, it's it's miserable work, but you gotta do it. Somebody's gotta get in there and really shovel those those pits.
1: <laughs> <laughs> those pits of, of letters. Yeah. It's just like the big like don't inhale those letters. They they, they yeah. stick to your lungs. Right, exactly. Uh, what did you? What are you? Um, d- can you talk about anything that's going on? That's um, exciting?
2: Nothing particularly that is happening that I can super talk about. There is some stuff that's that's good. So know that podcast listeners, I'm not starving. There's stuff that's good. Yes. Okay. That's what that's what we got. Projects, but I can't. And then there's uh, as far as personal stuff. Uh, Cassandra and I uh, are working on a thing. Uh, that I don't want to give too much abo- away about. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. We lost the... the. All right. We're going to keep going. We, we're going to keep going. We lost the stream. But you know, what guys, sometimes in life, you just keep going. You just got right. to go. Well, uh, keep keep talking. I'm so, sure um, Oh, so Cassandra and I are, are working on a thing. I don't want to give too much away about it, but we're... Uh, I will say we just watched the movie uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants last week. For, for a reason. For a reason. Uh and let me just say that movie's fucking good. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> I was like kind of expecting it to just be like a, a like a dopey teen thing, but, but it was Amber, like actually, Amber Tamlin, America Ferrara. Uh, yeah. Um Blake Lively's in it. Uh-huh. Um yeah, no, it was like this is really like um like the the premise is kind of wonky. It's like they they all find a pair of pants and uh they they fit everyone, so they, that they're they like, these are our friendship pants, and we're going to mail them back and forth. Or actually, yeah. I
1: read the script. I I was working um, in
2: development at the time, oh, so I did coverage on that. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Well, did you think that it was emotionally great and cry? Because that's what I did. I, I did not um, cry. I
1: rarely. I don't think I ever cried reading a screenplay. I don't think it's possible to. Yeah. Uh, but I did give it a recommend, yeah. yeah.
2: It's pretty, like, it's especially towards the end, it's very, like... Be, I I think it gets emotionally real in a way that I wasn't necessarily expecting. Are we back? Uh, no, we are not. St- we are still not streaming. Well, we'll figure it out, guys. N- N- NBD. At uh, the yeah. very least, you get to oh, listen to this on the record. Yeah. Um, NBD, of course, standing for no big deal. Oh, okay. Um, go ahead, finish your thought about. Oh uh, no, just just *trader traveling pants*. I think people should watch it. I think it's one of those, and it's a nice reminder that. Sometimes film can surprise you. Sometimes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so <you've been laughs> did
1: Cassandra cry
2: too? hmm Oh, yeah. We both hello cried. It was great. It was a good moment. It was yeah. A, it was a bonding moment for our friendship. I just kept thinking those
1: pants must stink. Because <laughs> they don't wash them.
2: The bands the, p- the pants, oh yeah, 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 I think you said those ba- I was so confused, yeah, they're probably that was another reason that I cried actually, was imagining what the pants smell like <laughs> That's it weird, was but it's here to my yeah, eye it's
1: like I must suck. it's like being at the end of the human centipede if you're <laughs> if you're the last one to wear the pants, oh. <laughs>
2: is the worst way you could describe that but it's kind of true <laughs> because <laughs> yeah there's well there's a uh, i don't know if it's it's canon that they don't wash the pants because they say there's like a little throwaway line but i don't think it's ever oh no i guess the, it is. Canon that's the thing that stuck to me because yeah, yeah. It's, it's stuck to me stuck with me um they do say in the movie they're like you can't wash these pants it would be you'd, you'd wash the magic out of them yeah Ugh. Um, which is when the, the, That's one of the Hokier things About so the movie You guys are doing A
1: horror film About a cursed pair of pants <laughs> It's like It's like a combination Of it follows And the sister To the traveling pants she just travels from One person to the other You have sex with person While wearing the pants Which is very hard <laughs> But somehow possible And then exactly. they magically Get transferred To that other person
2: That's exactly You nailed it It's 100% what it is Alright
1: Look at that no. All
2: right. I, I, I would pay $15 To see that I movie I would probably Actually watch that movie too That sounds kind of fun um. still uh oh, we're still we're still working on getting back up again. yeah we're just uh,
1: who, who who cares we can't yeah. do anything about it It's beyond right. our control you're right
2: just you know what
1: um we'll just accept it yeah be like
2: a reed in the wind mm-hmm. just bend but don't break
1: oh yeah. like comedy like comedy <laughs> uh, do you know that reference no oh it's uh from um the woody allen movie uh if it bends it breaks if it doesn't no, if it bends, it's funny. If it breaks, it's not funny. Oh yeah, it's yeah, with yeah. Alan I have Alda playing a filmmaker explaining comedy to Woody Allen, in I think Crimes and Misdemeanors or something like that. Okay, but,
2: yeah, yeah, I've heard. I have heard that. I don't think I've seen that Woody Allen movie. Um, I've never seen Crimes and Misdemeanors at least. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. My Woody Allen education is pretty basic. I think I've seen like Annie Hall, Manhattan, and some of the more recent ones, and that's pretty much it. Oh, I've seen Sleeper. Oh, sleeper's awesome. Sleeper's great, yeah. Sleeper, right. a lot of fun. Sometimes I wish he'd kind of stuck to that a little bit more, like broad comedy. Yeah. yeah. Did you didn't see what What's Up, Tiger Lily? Uh, no. I've, oh wait, is that the one that's the dubbed, dubbed? one? Yeah, yeah. I think I saw that. I don't think Fuck I finished it. it. All right, here it is. I love New York. I was
1: born in that building right there, behind the the guy, uh, the statue there, the guy in the pedestal. I love New York. It's like uh, it's like thousands of
0: uh, straight lines just looking for a punchline, you know. And what makes New York such a funny place is that there's so much tension and pain and misery and craziness here, and that, they got that's the first part of comedy. But see, you got to get some distance from it. You know what I mean? That the main the thing to remember about comedy is if it's if it bends, it's funny. If it breaks, it's not funny. So you got to get back from the pain. See what I mean? But the, the uh, like they said, they asked me up in uh, uh, at Harvard, a bunch of kids asked me. What, what's comedy so i said and then this is this is part of what i'm trying to say about getting back from they i, I said comedy is tragedy plus time
1: all right tragedy plus right. time it's so funny it's just like that's it like to have to explain comedy and to be so <laughs> pompous about it it's a really funny movie you should see it and it stars martin landau which is that what i wanted to talk about last week but we had uh you know um uh, Thorhammer on the phone. right Thorhammer um, yeah
2: got a little Dale. Took a little touch, but you know what it was worth it
1: no totally I I, I but I wanted to t- say that Martin landau his he had a sort of career resurgence from Tucker mm-hmm. in 1986 uh, where he was cast um I forget who he played but uh, and then after that Woody Allen cast him in crimes and misdemeanors and uh and it's a it's a great role and you should that's like Good. one of Woody Allen's Better movies, uh, by far, because it it's a mix of, you know, weird, like sort of middle aged angst, uh, which uh, a lot of his movies have. Yeah, which is funny Allen. and very dark. Okay, and uh, and Martin Landau's just fantastic in it, and I think he was nominated for an Oscar for that, and then he eventually won one for uh, playing Bella Lugosi and Edward. Oh yeah, uh, which if you guys haven't seen, is w- probably my favorite Tim Burton film. Oh yeah, definitely for yeah. me. Yeah, it's like. Just, just fantastic! It's like a, a very joyful
2: movie. Yeah, it's, it's I think he would be have to be the one to make that movie kind of thing, which is probably why I like it so much more. Oh, we're back live! Yes,
1: thank you, Will Wilkins. You are what my people call a mensch. Boom! Um, just <laughs> you, you make one little request and he makes it happen. He's a happener.
2: Your people invented mensch. Yeah. Oh my bad. Yeah. I just checking.
1: You, you don't know my people, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Thank you, Will. But uh, if you guys haven't seen Crimes and Misdemeanors or Edward, those are two great movies. One is just a great movie. The other is a great fun movie that is also about um, love for
2: movies. You know. yeah, yeah, and I think you know, like I said, it's it's one of the things that Tim Burton's kind of love of weirdness really kind of works for. for yeah, but I tried to watch. Charlie in the chocolate factory again, um,
1: and it's just yeah. Why'd you do that? Uh, I just needed some background noise, and I, I just had to turn mm-hmm. it off. And like, you know what? Silence is better. Mm-hmm. It's not a terrible movie. It's just not. It's a
2: terrible performance in the movie. I think. Yeah, he is terrible in it. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I hate saying bad things, but it's true. I don't really like that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it yeah makes me upset. Yeah. Um, but
1: so you're you're did that as research and it helped you?
2: Yeah, it did. I think we, uh, honestly, I did. We were sort of, like I said, we were kind of looking to lampoon it a little bit. Uh, we were, we well, like, well, you guys are working on a horror movie, right? Right. Okay. Um, but we were, and we were kind of looking for like things to make us like to take as reference points from it, but we ended up just like really liking it. So I don't know how much we're going to use it. Uh, we, we haven't really talked much about it since the, since the fact, but it's, uh, it's, it's really good. Everybody watch Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants if you're just if joining you, us back live. Yeah, if you're <laughs>
1: looking for a good horror movie,
2: watch <laughs> Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Now,
1: yeah. um, did it, like, so it has heart. And yeah. I think that we've been talking about that uh, in the past few weeks. We talked about it last week with uh, um, the, uh, the Big Sick. It oh, has right. A lot of heart in that movie. Do you think that
2: you can marry? Do you, do you write heart? Do you write sentiment? I think you have to know where the sentiment is in something you're writing, but do you personally? I yeah no. I think uh, I think I always try to find it. At least I don't think you have to necessarily explicitly write it if that makes sense. Like I don't think it's, but I think it has to be there and it has to sort of just come out naturally. Like I don't think you can write towards sentiment if that makes sense. Right. Like because um, I think a lot of times the mistake people make is they're like, well, I have to put something that as a heartfelt moment in this, especially I think in a lot of like genre scripts that I've been reading lately, people have been trying to find like a way to inject what I would call like a heart of the matter or, a, or right. a deep emotional connection or something. And it, uh, it doesn't work because they're trying to like force it. And I think you have to just sort of know it just through character or whatever. And it just has to come out naturally Come out of the story.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, Camille Nanjani was talking about and, and his wife, Emily B. Gordon, they were talking about writing, uh, with Judd Apatow and and they their best advice or that at least what they said in this interview was that Judd Apatow said don't worry about making it funny mm. and because they were explaining that comedy is about a person like you know having big problems you yeah. know just like just having obstacles and 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 like if you write that story. The comedy will come out of it
2: Absolutely No I completely agree with that And
1: yeah And so I think that That's probably the the same I was thinking about um, Movies that Or like horror movies That have sentiment You know uh, That make you cry Or feel like Yeah um, Did you see The Host? Uh, The Korean one? Yeah 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 That one's great Yeah And that You feel horrible at the end Like Uh I I got a little weepy
2: At the end of that one And and that one I think um, Kind of it's to play with tone in a way that I like to because people I think tend to think movies have to be like either super serious or super silly or like a li- oh, yeah. with like a little bit of shades to the other direction but not like but that one flips back and forth between the two yeah. in a way that I think works because if you have it, like if you've got your like if your base is good if your characters are solid and the story makes sense then you can then tone is just sort of a natural uh extension of that it's not a thing that you "Quote unquote" control like that. I don't think right. Like um,
1: yeah, and I think Oakja has a, a similar sort of. Um, oh, I want to watch Oakja so bad. Oh, I haven't done it yet. Oakja's right there. Like oh. w- we'll we'll take a picture of you and Oakja later. <laughs> we have a a plushy Oakja in, oh in the house. Um, apparently very very high in high demand in this uh, this plushy season. Mm. Um, <laughs> d- no. The we, most popular plushy. Yeah. Uh, did you see the mist? the the Stephen King no I haven't seen Thomas Jane Mm -mm. like there's I'm not going to give away the ending but there's a very dramatic ending and I felt that like and a lot of people think that's a that's a great ending to Mm -hmm. a movie Uh, it's hard to talk about if you haven't seen it but um, I thought it was manipulative and I thought it was cruel Mm. um uh, if, if you guys have thoughts about this now that we're back live, let us know what you think about um, the the mist. Um, and oh, Tyson says if it bends, it's heartfelt. If it breaks, it's broken heartfelt. Aww. Nice.
2: Didn't. Yeah. Give me a little rim shot there, Tyson. Um, um, yeah. So uh, I think I'm not. I I haven't seen the mist, so I can't speak. But to I that think that it goes to
1: what you were saying of yeah. like people forcing something.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. I think um, I there's a. I I have a t- tendency to call it uh worst worst possible outcome where it's like the writer is forcing everyone to make the wor- the worst decision possible beyond making like human decisions just right be- right, right 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 as opposed to making la- rational logical decisions right that- because you want a bad thing to happen you're making it. I think um to again not to just shit on stuff but like I think in Batman versus Superman uh, is a movie that, the last movie that I really thought of is like, this is just making these two characters make the worst possible deci- decisions over and over again because you think that's like an interesting, edgy thing to do. Right. Which And I think comics run into that a lot.
1: No, but. I think st- it,
2: it, it's, I wouldn't say it's lazy storytelling. It's just, it, like, storytelling's hard. Yeah. And, and well, and I think it's, it's, it's tough, especially because when you have established characters that, like you do in comics, people are like, well, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't it be... cool if we made this person behave this way that's not the way that they usually behave but the problem with that is in order to do that you have to like get them there logically rather than just being like well what if instead of behaving the way that they normally have been established to behave to behave they just behave this totally different fashion right right which is frankly irrational most of the time right right so did you see david cronenberg's the fly i have seen i love the fly
1: now that's a movie that where the ending is really sad. Yeah, you know, and I think if you haven't seen it, it's been out for thirty one years. Like, that's on you. But it's it's about you know he ha- she has to kill the man she loves in the end. Right,
2: and it's because he's become something else, and it's yeah. like very very. Uh, but uh, but sad. I think that you can. There's sad, tr- like when there's sad circumstances that you can make characters face. That are that are very like you buy it because because of the story like you buy that it would be hard for her to in this case kill the f- to kill Brundle fly because she's in love with Brundle but the fly is this horrible creature who's gonna like take you know, over and, yeah do yeah. all this bad stuff yeah. so she she's faced with ultimately like this huge decision and I think that is a, kind of like that little microcosm is intensely dramatic and I think that is much more interesting than being like she has to fucking kill her husband. Like, how crazy is that? Like, that isn't interesting to me, but being like, you have to face this choice where what's more important to you is interesting to me. Yeah. And I think a lot of drama right. kind of breaks down to Ex- that exactly. kind of choice. You're absolutely right,
1: yeah. And and I think that is the essence of good storytelling. It's yeah. like making those tough decisions, and those can be horrific and funny and uh, and heartfelt, but like the best movies yeah, combine all those things. And
2: it's... It, the, the best drama is about what's really important to this person, so
1: that's why um, that's why the midge doesn't like Fincher because he, no, no,
2: the midge doesn't like Fitch, Fincher and uh, because he doesn't think he's really an auteur. He Th-
1: this I is love, his okay. Exact okay. okay, explain what the definition of an auteur is.
2: So auteur is uh, is a direct Explain Auteur theory. Okay, auteur theory is this thing that gave rise, I guess, in the French New Wave. Uh, where it's and on andre Serres or whatever yeah something like, like Ca- calle du cinema something like that um where basically andrew Serres, author, he, he yeah uh where it's basically the idea that the director is the quote-unquote author of the film uh in modern day it's kind of given like especially since the indie movement in the 90s it's kind of become like Writer-directors are the only auteurs because they write the script and thus they have the most control over what ends up on the screen mm-hmm. uh, because Fincher and Nolan, well, Nolan not necessarily, but Fincher doesn't really write his stuff most of the time, I don't believe. I'd have to double check that. But if, we were having a conversation about it yesterday, so, but we, he was that's he funny. was making the argument that he's not really a writer-director because he doesn't write his, his, his scripts. Okay, but th- that's... But I think that, that's that's a fair criticism. Like yeah. he's not
1: a writer director because he's not he's not a writer. I don't think he would argue with you about no. that. I think he would say
2: yeah because I'm a director. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, my does ca- that make him a bad director? No, no. Well, th- but yeah. So he's he's like he's not an auteur because of this. And I think honestly he does puts he enough. Off? Does he say that he's an auteur? No, but people do. It's one of those. I would argue that he is because he does enough with the visual style of a film to really leave his stamp on it, which is I think. Kind of like what is required of it, but that it's it's, it's semantics, theories. right? Right.
1: So then, why does Midge hate David Venture? Get he, the Midge on the phone.
2: We yeah, we got to know. He's <laughs> I I would, but I think he's at work actually. Oh okay. Um, he, but yeah, he just. And also, I think he kind of finds his style sort of empty in ways. I do. I do. I disagree. I think there's a lot of uh kind of talking again about what we were just talking about emotion. Like he thinks that fincher sort of works in this make it darker make it darker make it darker and i think that he operates in a dark like on a dark base level but he still is good with like character work and everything else right he's not he's not grim dark for the sake of it he's just that's just where he lives kind of thing
1: right yeah i i I don't think he's a
2: probably a fun person to hang around probably um, not but um uh, but i mean just like with tim burton like um, I think if you give Tim Burton the right material, he can make a great movie, just because most of the time he makes Charlie and Chocolate Factory or whatever. So lately, who, at least, who is an auteur then? Um, I I guess the quintessential example would probably be like what, I don't know what what came up yesterday when you guys were talking about it. We didn't really talk about who. It. It, it's one of those, it's one of those things that like uh, I guess like a modern day auteur would be somebody like a. Uh, Let me think. I mean like you've got like your Tarantinos, you got your uh you got your what's the name? The Mickey Memory game Mm -hmm. is not a is not a fun one to play. I love this game.
1: Oh man. I have three computers in front of me, so I know you're just over
2: there fucking hacking the the White House probably. I feel like I'm in an episode of I was gonna say I'm in an episode of Swordfish, but that's a movie. (laughs) C S I Cyber. I feel like I'm watching CSI Cyber right now.
1: Um yeah so th- I think okay the the obvious ones would be like the Coen brothers. Oh thank god you remembered the Coen yeah. brothers I was going to be super embarrassed. Or Wes Anderson. Sure. Um Richard Linklater. Sure. Uh Sofia Coppola.
2: Yeah. Um well and I think the the uh, the reason that it's an Im- a quote unquote important term in terms of film criticism is that you sort of have this ability to narrativize a director's work like Make connections between them and stuff like that. So obviously, with Wes Anderson, you can very clearly tell when you're watching a Wes Anderson movie, even if you don't really know much about, excuse me, film composition and things like that. You, if you turned on a Wes Anderson movie, you would recognize it almost immediately, right? Because he's got such a distinctive style. Yeah.
1: No, I think Wes Anderson is an is an easy one. Yeah. I mean, if you know, if you and and like, Oh, sorry. Oh no, no. Like, well, traditionally, like, think I think everybody thought like, okay, the. Like Orson Welles was right. was, was the, the quintessential sort of uh because he's had a very vi- vi- like distinct visual style and yeah. and writing style. And or what's his name? The guy that made uh Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not i just listening. I'm just yeah, like, yeah, no no yeah. Uh, go no on, go on go on. Okay. This is the worst. Um, um the yeah, okay.
2: Yeah Rules of the Game. What's that dude's uh, uh-huh, name? Uh-huh. French guy. Uh-huh. From the thirties. Uh-huh. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> This right. is, is, it, is this that, is the most belligerent episode <laughs> of this podcast.
1: <laughs> is that Jean Renoir? No, thank you. That is, is that Renoir.
2: Jean- okay. Yeah. Um, and I, but I did not look at my computer. For no, movie. no, no. You got that. You got that straight oh, from Spike, your
1: film school dome. Spike Jones is a good. Uh, I yeah. think because he wrote "Where the Wild Things Are" and "Her," like which I think are well. Uh, Where the wild things are? I don't know about that one, but uh, people like that one. It, did you? Oh, that's fine. I, f- I like it's so beautiful. Yeah. But it's like a 10-page book, and uh, they were asking me to, to watch two hours of it. I fell asleep two times when I watched it.
2: Mm. And Maybe you're just sleepy that day. You're I'm, just a
1: tired boy. I'm a sleepy watcher. Yeah. But uh, her, for sure. Um, oh, no.
2: Her's great. I love her. I love her.
1: Okay, so Darren says that Fincher has control over editing, and that makes him an auteur? No, I, I don't think so. I think that the auteur theory, the theory of auteur, as outlined by Andrew Sarris is is like s- soup to nuts. Like...
2: I would argue editing is a kind of writing in the sure, And it gives you a similar level of control. Oh, Kevin Smith is an auteur. Oh,
1: look at that. He's a guy who edits in his pajamas or whatever at home, (laughs) you know,
2: and like... Yeah. He, he edits his own movies on on a has laptop a, at home. You know, has a distinctive style, and you could narrativize his career easily. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I, Darren, I, I actually kind of agree with where you're coming from with that because I think editing is a kind of film writing, and also I think if if you extend it to writing like if you extend control auteur control whatever to writing you have to extend it to editing as well sure yeah um so like you then you would just be re- left with people like like Agnes Varda who writes directs and edits her own stuff and that kind of thing like you have to be you have to have that level of control which is i think borderline impossible in the current american film landscape look at who is mr film school Agnes
1: Varda. Yeah, Get the yeah. fuck out of here.
2: You you got Jean Renoir earlier so. All right. But um we're even. So <laughs> she edited her own movies then. Yeah. Yeah. I met her actually. Oh, really? In in Paris, France. Well, tell people who the fuck she is. She's a director. She's made um a lot of stuff. She uh my favorite is The Gleaners and I. Uh she made uh, Cléo from 5 to 7. Uh that was a little bit older. What was that? Her first one is just like these two people like on an island, and they, it's it's very French. You, if you watch the early her early stuff, you'll go. This is this is some fucking French shit. Uh-huh. But watch the Gleaners and I. The Gleaners and I, I think, but is a movie. That's a documentary. Though, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Lately, she's been more into documentary stuff, which I think is more. But her early stuff is narrative, narrative, and it's very, it's very French. Uh, why? In what context did you meet her? Uh, I was there actually with the Midge. This was when we were in college. We went there on a. Uh, we went to Paris as part of like a film school thing. Uh, we made movies out there. They're terrible. I'm never gonna show anyone that. I want to see your yeah. movie. Yeah, you're not gonna watch I wanna it. I want to see your movies. You're gonna, I, it's the most embarrassing thing. You can maybe watch the midges. I don't know if I'm gonna show you mine. Oh, I
1: would love to. I I'll show you. I'll show you mine. All right. All right. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. All right. Um, Wait. Why are you taking off your pants? <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. Anyway, what were we talking about? Talking about uh, author theory, we right. were getting, we were totally geeking out. This is the the dorkiest one. This uh, has been. Episode,
2: we uh, don't have Cassandra here to curb us away from the author theory. She's <laughs>
1: just. She's like right now. She's like, why am I rolling my eyes? Yeah,
2: like, I, I just automatically. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> she's feeling it.
1: like it's underneath her skin. Oh, you know theory. what? Yeah. This is what time it is here.
2: Yeah. We're gonna dip into the mail sack. Mail sack. Mail sack. I wanna get my hands on that mail sack. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, that was great. All
2: Our right. mail sack theme song is awesome. Yeah. Oh, oops. No. Hold on. Um. So, uh, <laughs> opening <okay.
1: laughs> mail sack.
2: This is the mail sack. It's a wasteland in here. Yeah. There's a tumbleweed. There it's it goes.
1: Completely empty. Oh. And that's on me. You know, I'm just not creating interesting. Talk, talk. Uh, send us an email about if we missed an auteur that you really like that isn't super pretentious uh, that we missed out Just send us an email about Agnes Varda <laughs> yeah
2: no I said we definitely missed an auteur we said like four fucking people I know I know um send us an, uh, uh, an email about what you think the limits of the auteur theory oh yeah uh, should be yeah because I mean, Darren makes a point. I think editing is
1: uh, arguably more important. I mean, that's where the movie really comes to, together, yeah. and it's the most fun.
2: I it's, say this as a person who wants to write movies professionally. The look at this, Darren just hooking us the fuck up. I mean, I, I should say that just because you're a writer director
1: doesn't necessarily make you an auteur, right? right yeah, yeah. You know, because you could be like the Russo brothers. Like, you know, I or I don't know if they've they've written stuff, but you know, you yeah. could be a mainstream director and and not and write your own scripts and and still yeah. be a hack. <laughs>
2: sure, sure, sure. No, I mean I th- I think, you know, it just it depends. And I, I, yeah, the Russo brothers, they've got something, but I don't know. Oh yeah, no, I think they're great actually. I, I don't mean to, to No, no, yeah, but they It is it is one of those things. I think especially people that come from TV um it can be harder for them to Oh, David Cronenberg, we were just talking about the fly. There you mm-hmm. go. I uh, was a two page of this article that we're looking no, at I'm here. i more ads. Okay. Paul Thomas P. Anderson, P. Anderson, sure. Preston Sturges, sure. Stanley Kubrick, But um, Preston Sturges obviously. didn't write everything, did he? I guess he did. Yeah, that, he did. That's right. Sorry. Uh, Kira Kurosawa, yeah. Orson Welles, Woody Allen. Uh, Woody Allen of number three, huh? Bergman, hell yeah, Ingmar Bergman oh, and Billy I mean, Wilder. Billy Wilder. Yeah. Billy Wilder, number one, eh? Interesting list. Billy Wilder, to me, more of a screenwriter, even though he did direct. Just like in my brain, he's like one of the great writers, not necessarily one of the great directors, if that right. makes sense. No. Okay, fine. Get the fuck out of here. Fine, fight me. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I'm only doing that because
1: that's the theme of the show. That is. him right! <laughs> <laughs> Don't choke me, Marty. Uh No, choke me, Marty. <laughs> this is this. Okay, look at no, me. you you made it that way. You did you did it first when you were choking <laughs> me. <laughs> All right. Bye, Jane. Um Bye Jane. Yeah, I think like I I I don't know Sam Raimi, uh, well he didn't write the
2: the but Spider-Man he no but movies. I he does he did write didn't he write the Evil Dead oh yeah 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 so, pff, fuck yeah Sam Raimi he's yeah. cool I'm gonna put him in that's th- my problem is that my auteur theory quote unquote is too forgiving so I'll just be like yeah yeah I know who that is fucking put him in there I don't <laughs> give a shit <laughs> like people uh, a big one that people debate about is uh what's his name uh Alien. Oh, oh um, no!
1: He's yeah, he's not an actor. He's a director.
2: He's Let's a, see. The people are like he's a journeyman or whatever. But it's yeah, like R- Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott, thank you. But it's oh, like, there was also the twenty uh,
1: Blade Runner twenty forty nine trailer. Oh. Did you see that trailer? I s- mm. what the? Just,
2: I've seen the old I've, one. It's I've, real good. <laughs> I've
1: punched you too many times. My <laughs> knuckles are sore. I will spare you but only out of selfish reasons.
2: All right, thank you. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm everyone. Also, I know about pop culture. I just don't. I don't watch I don't seek YouTube. it out. I don't think it out. It just happens it, it, to me. It finds me. Honestly, that's kind of that kind of is Kill true. Fuck Whatever is puts itself in front of me is what I watch. Uh, yeah. I've been too busy watching all of the TV series Friday Night Lights again this week. Again? Again? Okay. It's my second time through. And it's good. It makes me cry a lot.
1: Oh, so re- really <laughs> we should have we should have a series of <laughs> what makes Mickey cry? Oh, here's a picture of cheese. Oh, he's crying. He's <laughs> Probably crying again. True. Oh, here's a here's a hamster yeah. eating, you know, on a wheel. Oh, we have a picture of
2: Marty abusing me, and that would yeah. make me cry too. <laughs> Marty smiling <laughs> uh, as he just dunks my head in the toilet. Yeah, uh, but
1: do you seek to? Uh, d- have you ever written anything that you think that is, is of sentiment that would make people cry?
2: Um, I've written things that make me cry. Oh really? Yeah, but I'm easy as as established. Yeah, I'm, yeah, an yeah, easy, yeah. I'm an easy cry, I'm an easy crime and easy laugh. I'm a very emotional uh watcher and reader of things. Like I will read books and laugh out loud, and that's not necessarily the least or the coolest thing about me. <laughs> um you don't ever want to be the guy in the coffee shop chuckling to himself. <laughs>
1: And, and especially when you're reading your own stuff. Yeah, I'm just sitting there like, hey, nice, got him.
2: <laughs> Fuck yeah. Look at that. Sing. Got him. No, but no, I mean, I well, I think part of it is that I really, if there have been, not everything that I've written, but there have been projects that have been with me for a long time. So, like, the characters have become, like, important to me. So when I, like, hit something that's really good with the characters, I have a tendency to get kind of emotional. Uh-huh. And, and I hope that someday I will be able to share that with folks but uh you know that's that's the dream at least. Yeah. I think honestly if I had a goal as a writer it would be to do to have something like to be able to like have that feeling get kind of transferred to another to to a reader. Right, right. But yeah, I mean I, I isn't that like one of the reasons
1: to to be a media creator is to reach an audience.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's 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 sort of vague, I guess, as a goal, but it's it really is like the most the concrete one that I could cling to. Like I don't have like necessarily career goals and like I want to become like this level of producer on a show or whatever i just which know. is which has its merits which I mean. has its, no that's good that's a good thing to, i'm not trying to talk shit about that no people yeah. that are, i wish I, th- I thought more like that yeah people yeah. that think like that are impressive to me and are going to do good things because they know how to actually behave like professionals instead of me right why are you watching friday night lights again uh just because i saw it on netflix and i was like oh i like this show and then i watched it i, I started watching it just like I watched the pilot because I was like, I haven't watched this in a long time. It's still really good. And then I did, and I was like, I was all, about, I'm all about it. It's my fucking fave. That's every awesome. character in that show makes me cry. <laughs> every character, every single character in that show has had at least one scene that I've cried during. Oh, uh, okay. Season two and three, you get kind of a little bit of a lull. Season three, you get we get trapped in the, like the way too much in like the the upper class people in Dillon, Texas. But then in season four and five, we find it again. We find right. that good shit. So, if we want to um
1: see you i i'm getting to we're gonna wrap up a little early i think it's what is it um, yeah, it's a little early yeah. I think we've reached a good stopping point for today yeah um uh, so if people want to watch you uh the they can look through your window and just see you weeping mm-hmm. you're you're playing I'm just <laughs> you're playing overwatch, and there's just <laughs> tears streaming down think. your eyes just like. Speaking of Overwatch, I
2: have cried at some of the little Overwatch shorts that they've made. <laughs> oh my god. There is oh, my Okay. God. There's one about the, so there's for oh, wait, those wait, of explain, you. Okay, so Overwatch is a it's it basically it's a free for all like shooting game, right? Yeah, well it's, so it's a team shooting game and you have like objectives that you have to capture basically. Uh-huh. It's it's a lot like um was a what's that fucking game called there's another game that it's like kind of remember. yeah it's kind of like or a, a team uh, uh team, yeah, team, yeah, yeah, fortress. Yeah. team fortress thank you yeah. it's all like team fortress it's um and there's like a lot of different characters with a lot of lore and backstory so if you're me you're very happy because you're bad at the game but you get to like know what all the characters think and feel so that's great um ow, ow. yeah exactly <laughs> i'm like no don't die again no um <laughs> but uh there is one short out there for a character called. Wait, uh, oh. how,
1: These are fan-made shorts.
2: No, they uh, Blizzard produces these okay. shorts. Uh, okay. They're like little lore establishers. They were uh, the first one was like a trailer for the game, and then they just they kept making them. Up. And every time, like sometimes they're like to introduce new characters, and sometimes they're just like more stuff. And there's one about a character named Bastion who's a robot uh and i it hate the robots if you watch that one it uh you will understand why i cried because it's basically like a four minute long version mm-hmm. of the iron giant but like also involves ptsd there's nothing worse than a sad robot with ptsd the the robots are i cry about every robot i've ever seen i remember uh i saw uh what was that big hero six uh-huh uh, Big Hero Six was okay, and then they made me cry about the robot at the end, and sure. I got mad because I, I was like, "Fuck you, movie! You can't just be making me cry about robots." Yeah, but he was stuck in the in between dimensions or whatever. Yeah, yep. you know? he had to sacrifice blah blah blah. Spoilers, by the way, we're spoiling Big Hero Six. I'm sorry, it. everyone. Um, it's because it wasn't the best movie in the world. You know, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, I like that part where the the weird the stoner one sings. He's like. Uh, I Go don't remember on. how he sings, but he's like, Six Intrepid Friends. Da, da, da. I don't remember how it goes, but he, he gives them a little theme song. And I love it when characters give themselves theme songs. That's one of my favorite jokes. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like um, uh, Emperor's New Groove. Krunk gives himself a, a theme song. Look at that. Name of a movie and name of a character right oh. off the top of the head. Okay. Look at that, folks. You're okay, welcome. what's your theme song? Go uh here's mickey is he gonna remember stuff today no No, he's not no 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 (laughs) but but he's gonna try mickey's remember corner (laughs) come (laughs) on in where did it go mickey forgot nobody knows
1: (laughs) um all right so on that note uh people (laughs) should watch well this is interesting michelle gondry uh teamed up with apple to make a uh, like a 11, 13-minute movie, oh. all with an iPhone. And uh, so, therefore, showing that anybody can make movies, mm. all you need is an iPhone.
2: Yeah, get it together, people. Oh,
1: and also you need a 20-foot tricycle and a whole crew of pe- yeah. of grips and electricians. Right, yeah. It's and, um, that's what I always think every special time I And, yeah, because, uh, yeah, it's not a just, it's not like tangerine, you know, yeah. just like... Uh,
2: that's that was Tangerine. a Yeah, Tangerine's yeah. good. It was shot with yeah, an I iPhone. like that movie. Yeah. I forgot about oh, it Oh f- it was shot with an iPhone. Yeah. So well it was shot with an iPhone with like special lenses though. I always get pissed off when people are like shot with an iPhone. Okay. I'm like, it wasn't just an iPhone. You have to like tell people. But it wasn't like a twenty thousand
1: dollar lens. Yeah. right? Yeah, probably just, not. Yeah. Uh so everybody, right? Make your movies. Um yeah, and, and we'll, with your We'll iPhone. be judging them we'll next judging week. Me, we, yes. As well as um we're gonna show each other our films and oh, uh, and we'll we'll go from there. So Guys, fill our sack. That's noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Nooner Podcast on the Twitter. We love hearing from you, uh, especially if you haven't sent in before and uh, have a good question or um, or if you want to um, shit on us, um, tell us we're wrong. We love to hear that too. Yeah, it's our It favorite. was great when Steve Owens came and said that. He disagreed with be about everything I say. Uh, David Castro reminded us that Bill Twatterson, uh that's Tweederson, is a an auteur, and he. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was um, last we heard he was in Tokyo, uh, in Korea at the f- at a film festival. Oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah, but he has a co-writer. Can you be an auteur with a co-writer? I say no. You're yeah. You're very strict. I'm like
2: hell yeah. Bring him in. Yeah. I, okay.
1: Everyone's right. an auteur. <laughs> On that
2: note Everyone I'm, has an iPhone They could be an autour. Yeah
1: Except for me I don't have I, I'm an Android guy So see you next Tuesday if that, 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 that
0: fuck Time to tip that fuck Time to tip that fuck Time to tip That fuck Pop that fuck Time to tip that fuck Time to that fuck